Chapter 11 In the hallway, I finally felt like I could breathe. Leaving behind all the assaulting smells, I pushed forward. At some point, I became aware that my dad and Omar had joined me. They followed my steps from a distance, both limping in their own way. None of us said a word, but there was an unspoken unity. We were in this together, and would do whatever was necessary to protect Lucy. Her weight was grinding into my shoulder, bringing with it the awareness that I had injured it at some point during my adrenaline-induced battle. The front doors beckoned me forward like my bed after a long day of hard labor. I knew that once I pushed through them, comfort, rest, and sanity awaited. Omar leapt past me and pushed the left door open, holding it wide for me to pass through. I angled myself slightly to protect Lucy from knocking into the doorframe. I stepped out into the cool night air, the moon's light bathing me in its brightness and piercing through the dark suffocation that had accosted me all day. I trudged along the sidewalk in front of the church building and lowered my sister into the soft grass just beyond. She still had a death grip on the small cushion, her knuckles white from strain. Her eyes were glassy, yet there was a faint recognition there. You don't have to talk, Lucy, I soothed. Just rest. You're safe now. Why don't I take this cushion? No, she shook her head. You may still need it. I smiled and nodded, believing her to be speaking from a drug-induced happy place. My dad loomed over my left shoulder. For once in his life, he was speechless. Lucy shifted her eyes to lock onto his. She smiled. He cried. I hate to ruin this precious moment, came a voice that I recognized at once. But it's time to pay for your sins. The tall man and the lady in red stood outside the front doors. Brutus was behind them leaning hard on the unopened doorframe. His face was covered in blood and broken glass, bits of flesh hanging like a partially shredded block of cheese, clothes torn to tatters. The tall man wore a smile, his hands resting calmly on his oversized belt buckle. Without warning, the lady in red rushed at Omar. He stuck his arms out to block her from getting too close, but she reared her leg back and kicked her booted foot right into his groin. Omar doubled over, coughing, before eventually falling to his hands and knees. With terrifying quickness, she jumped on his back, wrapped her legs around his midsection, and put him in a rear-naked chokehold. As she pulled back with all of her might, veins popped out along her arms. She was slender, but strong. I could imagine her putting hours upon hours of work in at the gym to sculpt her body for such a time as this. She laughed into Omar's ear. His struggle brought her pleasure. I rose from Lucy's side and watched as my dad, roaring like some primitive cave dweller, charged at the tall man. Brutus rushed forward instinctually to protect his superior. Pain was written all across his face, but it didn't slow him down as he collided with my dad and both of them went to the pavement. I shuddered at the noise of their bodies hitting the ground. They tussled back and forth, throwing punches, connecting with some of them, missing with most. A guttural sound brought Omar back to mind. His face was a deep red, 
and he was desperately pulling at the hold she had on him. I was on her in an instant, trying my best to unhook her chokehold. I had close to a hundred pounds on her, but I couldn't free Omar. I pried at her with my fingers, pushed with my shoulder, and even pulled her hair. She stubbornly held tight, eyes blazing. Blue eyes, not black. It was then that I realized this woman was doing all of this not out of some hypnosis, but out of choice. The curse had been broken, but some people were evil on their own. Let him go! I screamed. She bared her teeth and shook her head like a petulant child. Omar's skin was taking on a purple hue, and his face wore a dazed look. I slapped her across the face, but she was unfazed. I slapped her a second time, this time hard enough that it stung my hand. She flung back her hair and revealed a bloody lip. My mouth gaped open in shock as she spit, and I gagged as the copper taste hit my tongue. Omar's body had gone limp, and his purple facial complexion was morphing to blue. He was dying. Without thought of consequences, I pulled out my pocket knife. I flipped it open, briefly seeing the moon's glow reflected on the blade, then plunged it deep into the side of her throat. Her eyes shot wide open, and her pupils dilated, a dreamlike expression in her gaze. It was my first time ever stabbing someone. I looked down at the liquid on my hands that felt like warm milk. It didn't actually resemble the comforting nighttime beverage of my youth. I wrenched the weapon out of her torn flesh. It made a sucking sound like a baby learning how to blow a kiss. Blood flooded out of the open wound. It was as if her life force couldn't wait to free itself from her body. The thick liquid ran down her dress, looking almost black against the bright red fabric. She rolled sideways off of Omar. Her toned muscles relaxed, useless to save her now. Her eyes gazed up at the night sky, and then unfocused. A gargle bubbled up from deep within her throat, and then the lady in red stopped breathing. I dropped to Omar's side as he coughed, gulping for air. Thought I was going to lose you there for a second, I said, putting a hand on his back. Don't worry about it. You did great, he said in between deep breaths. After his last word, he launched into a coughing fit. I watched in horror as droplets of blood shot down onto his gray shirt. I had not done great. Screams filled the outside air. Stop it! Just stop! Stop it! Brutus was on his back, my dad on top and wailing on him with closed fists. The power and brutality behind each hit was terrifying. My dad continued to scream with each punch. He was yelling for his opponent to stop, long after Brutus's arms fell dead by his side. Blood was spattering back into my dad's face, but he continued to wail on the lifeless body, lost in a blind rage. I moved to his side, not sure whether to touch his shoulder or just let him keep pounding. I didn't have to decide. That's quite enough, the tall man said. I believe I've found my new disciples. My dad snapped back to reality at the sound of the tall man's voice. I wasn't sure if I'd heard him correctly. Omar sat up, 
wiping blood and saliva from his bottom lip, confusion written across his worn face. Come, join me, the tall man said with an air of importance. Or you can die. Those are your options. He said this last part with an uncaring shrug. The three of us stared in silence, stunned by his words. This man was out of his mind if he expected us to join his cause. Had he not seen what took place in the sanctuary? It was over. The hell had ended. His wicked dream destroyed. We aren't joining you, I said, puffing out my chest. I straightened my back to its full height, but still looked like a grasshopper in comparison to the ghoulish man before me. I stepped closer to him anyway. Then you've made my job easier, he said. His slender hand moved gracefully into his suit coat, then reappeared clutching a pistol. Before I could react, his outstretched arm was pointing the loaded weapon at my face. I was about 30 feet away, yet the steadiness in his aim told me that the distance mattered little. Throw your knife over that way, he said, motioning to his left with the gunless hand. I did as I was told, the knife disappearing somewhere amongst the church rock garden. My options had run out but I refused to let him win everything. I turned my back to the tall man in what I'd hoped would come off as defiance. In reality, I just wanted the three people I loved most in this life to be the last image my eyes would see. I wouldn't let him take that from me. Omar had moved beside Lucy, where he was crouched with a hand on her shoulder. Her head was propped up on the cushion. Both of their eyes were locked on me. Beside me, my dad was standing with tears in his eyes. I'm so proud of you, Billy, he said, voice cracking with each syllable. Take care of your sister. With that, he shoved me to the side, hard enough that I fell to the ground. I rolled over to see my dad sprinting toward the tall man as fast as his massive frame would allow. Don't do it, the tall man said a twinge of anxiousness in his voice for the first time. He brought his left hand up to steady his gun hand. Last chance. My dad didn't stop. A shot rang out. Birds fluttered from a tree near the church building. My dad was still running. A second shot, and a third. Dad! I screamed with all the breath within me. The tall man fired off all the rounds in his revolver, but to no avail. Upon reaching the tall man, my dad corralled him right below the hips, hoisted him straight up, and slammed him down with a force so jarring that the emptied gun fell from his grasp and went skidding along the cement. In quick fashion, the tall man wrapped his gangly legs up around my dad's neck. At the same time, my dad's hands closed around the skinny throat of his shooter. They were locked in a close and writhing hold that resembled some strange animal dominance ritual. Both of them were squeezing hard. But I knew who would ultimately win this battle. My dad was leaking like a well-worn faucet, his blood cascading all over the tall man, turning his face into a crimson mask. I ran to my dad's aid, but the tall man grabbed me with his free hands and slung me to the ground beside them. My body made a splatting sound as I came down into the ever-increasing pool of warm blood. 
I punched and clawed, but his legs stayed firmly planted around my dad's neck. Omar! I shouted. Do you still have an M80? Over the grunts and growls from both my dad and the tall man, I could hear Omar rifling through his backpack of goodies. In the past, I'd always made fun of the goofy-looking thing, but now I was thankful. He always had an answer tucked away inside. Within seconds, which seemed like an eternity to me, he was running my way, a few M80s clutched in one hand, Lucy's cushion in the other. The punches I was throwing were glancing off the tall man's face with little effect, my dad's blood acting like a lubricant agent against the assault of my knuckles. Now what? Omar asked. Lucy said you might need this, he said, almost as an afterthought. I ignored the cushion comment as I didn't have the faintest clue what that was about. Instead, I answered his first question. Light it, then stuff it in his mouth. I expected pushback or an excuse. What I got was compliance. I stopped punching and instead grabbed the tall man's wrist. He was strong, but adrenaline was coursing through my veins. He twisted and jerked, but I held tight. Omar pulled the lighter from his pocket, lit the M80, and shoved it into the tall man's mouth. <laughs>